Hi, this is your host, Nisa Harris, and you are listening to Shomea Ve'ona Tehillim and Other Hebrew Text Podcast, episode 109. The following is the recitation of Psalm 99, aka Perek or Mizmor Tzadik Tet. After the recitation, stay tuned to hear more about this Mizmor. Psalm 99 Adonai Malach Yergezu Amim Yoshev Kruvim Tanut Haaretz Adonai Bitzion Gadol Viram Hu Al Kol Haamim Yodu Shimcha Gadol Venora Kadosh Hu The Oz Melech Mishpat Ahev Ata Konanta Mesharim Mishpat Utstaka Biakov Ata Asita Romemu Adonai Eloheinu Ishtachavu Lahadom Raglav Kadosh Hu Moshe Beaharon Bechohanav Ushmuel Bekore Shemo Korim El Adonai Behu Ya'anem Be'amud Anan Yidaber Alehem Shamru Edotav Bechok Natan Lamo Adonai Eloheinu Ata Anitam El Nose Hayita Lahem Vinokem Al Alilotam Romemu Adonai Eloheinu Vishtachavu Lahar Kacho Ki Kadosh Adonai Eloheinu Psalm 99 is the 10th out of 11 Mizmorim considered to be written by Moshe and is the last psalm sung before Lechadodi in our Friday night prayers before Shabbat. A few things to point out. First, there seems to be a connection between this psalm and Psalm 97 in a similar way that there seemed to be a connection between Psalm 98 and 96. Just an interesting point that you can look into further. This psalm might once again be referring to the future times where the holy ark is brought to the temple in the times of Mashiach where Hashem has been declared the true holy God and all nations agree. In any case this psalm has a definite theme of Hashem being kadosh aka holy as it is mentioned three times once in each section of this psalm but also of Hashem who loves justice 
Interesting to note the use of the word Mesharim as also used in other recent psalms, highlighting that the people of God go above and beyond what is just. And Rashi brings an important example from Shmot Chaf Gimel, Pasuk Dalid, of even helping the donkey of our enemy, not someone who's going to kill us, but that's a side point. Uh, and the donkey is under a big load. The Gemara there explains that it's not just because the animal is suffering, but also because your enemy is also like a suffering animal that needs your help, and you have the potential to take away that enmity. Also, the psalm highlights three people as those that uh, called out to God and were heard, namely Moshe, Aaron, and Shmuel, the prophet. And at the same time, it says in Pasuk 8 that he answered them and forgave them and exacted retribution for their misdeeds. So it's referring to Moshe, who was chosen to lead the Jewish people and who we know spoke to Hashem directly, Aaron, and uh, he's the Kohen Gadol, who we know spoke to Hashem directly, and uh, Shmuel, the prophet, who spoke to Hashem directly, um, that we know all these three were answered. And there are different discussion about why these three are mentioned, but I want to highlight the fact that these are people who we would think knew God pretty well, as they were invited by him to speak to them. Yet, they still managed to mess up in terms of, of the will of God, right? Retribution for their misdeeds is mentioned. So if someone that close to God can mess up, what chance do we all have? The reality is we will never get it perfect. The concept of being kadosh, holy, is in itself the very definition is something separate or other or unquantifiable. We may have this image of who God is in our heads and what he wants, but ultimately our image falls short because we can never really possibly imagine. Now, that makes accomplishing anything seem impossible. Why even try? Unless we simply look at it as humbling, a recognition that we can all learn and see the guide of commandments, the Torah, that he put in place for us, and we can have 70 different interpretations for the same one thing. But the reality is, none of us will be exactly right. Because even those let that, that were let in closest to Hashem got it wrong on occasion. So what do we do? The word that I mentioned before, Mesharim, in Pasuk 4, helps us not to just remember to reach for straightness and uprightness and go above what we even thought good was, just try to cover our bases and reach what Hashem might actually want. But like Rashi had pointed out, we help our enemy out also. We don't assume that just because someone has a different opinion other than my own, they are doing it wrong, and then disconnect with them. No, you help them unload their burden and show through example what's going, what going above and beyond looks like and feels like, and that it doesn't matter what you believe and what I believe as long as we are putting focus and energy on what helps us reach our goal together. Not only would we both get a desired result through this transaction, but with this synergistic effect of us both 
even though we're different abled, but we're putting it together, we can create the best possible outcome. And that understanding, I think, is the recipe for world peace. One can dream as Radashem in good time. May we be able to humbly recognize that our goal isn't to be right, but rather how can we use what we each have to synergistically make the best possible outcome. May we be able to wisely use this recipe for peace so that we help our enemy to become our partner for good instead. The learning and recitation for this week's episode is for the merit that people stop being their own worst enemies and that we can start to help bring about peace in our day. If there is an episode that you would like to sponsor, or if you have any questions, please email me at nurseNisa1, N-U-R-S-E-N-I-S-A, the number one, at gmail.com. Also, don't forget to join the Facebook group to be aware of upcoming episodes. Please subscribe and share. Thank you for joining. Okay.